68 presents Bill and Kent. Kent at the piano. shock to the American team. I know that. And, and uh, that was Mr. Wilson. <laughs> he said. And uh, I don't know if I'll even be able to defend my title against Ike Williams. Well. It's one of them things, you know what I mean? It's one of those things that you can't I mean, forget. I made a mistake of going out in the sun. People mm-hmm. wrote into me and said, go out, cover yourself with baby oil and iodine. So why do I come back with a sunburn? Yeah, but Hey, it's very good. That was Bill Green, friend. Uh, throw the camera over on him so the audience can see. Having established the caliber of the program for the next half hour, we advise you to. Adam, I said, throw the camera over. Listen on. to practically anything else you want. Huh? They could listen to practically anything else, and the caliber would be different. What do you mean? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the caliber of Green and Wilson and their little bon mots. Or oh, yeah. They're, they're nowhere, to coin the phrase. Strictly nowhere. Absolutely nowhere, and they're going there very, very fast. There are... Oh. Yes, sir. At least they are. They are musicians, and they have they have a certain amount of talent. They have union cards. Let's, let's leave it that way. Sure. In fact, I have, we haven't inspected your union cards lately. Ken? Uh, bring yours right over here. Here it uh, is, Mr. Ray. Petrillo passed through town yesterday on a yes. place when you had He asked us to check. Here you see the date of Ken's first card. 1873. His first union card was issued. Yes. 
He was with the uh, the old Maryland Hazards. And Bill Green, here's his card. Yeah. Right up to date. Wonderful. You haven't lost any of that deft touch either. Now it's time for our soap opera called King Raymond III. Can a king find love and romance in Hollywood? No, in a mining town out west. Oh. We join Ray Goulding today who thinks he's Ray. king of As he assembles his court around him. All right, uh, if that'll stop, thanks. Stop playing on them ancient uh, instruments, please, while I talk with all you. He calls to his three jesters. Hey, you three jesters. <laughs> Come in. Make me laugh. Make me laugh, or I will throw you out of the whole kingdom. You know what I mean? I'm my own grandpa's, our latest release, old king. <laughs> That's pretty good, huh? That's all right for you, one head. Yes, sir. Hey, now, sir. you two heads. What's yeah. your funny joke today? Uh, or I'll put uh, you out of the realm. I don't have any, old good king. All right, dismiss him from the realm. Okay, then. You'll be sorry. Why? I don't know. Hey, Bob, why don't you and I get on a fiery white steed and ride off to a crusade somewhere? Let's not have him fiery, shall we? On a day huh? like today. Wait a minute. Bill Green got to say something funny. Oh, no, he isn't. No, he isn't either. He thought better of that one. Oh. See, that's one thing about Green. Bill, I have sore feet. I can't walk over to you. If you have something to say, either come in person or put it on a piece of paper. But I can't walk anywhere with my, with my face or feet. By a wing-footed messenger. Pull up. Pull up. Pull up. Which that? one of you two guys is Bob and Ray? Oh, I am. Which one is you? I'm Bob and Ray. All right, well, now look here. I've been sent on here by Pecos Bill. Yeah? I've been riding for three days from Abilene. Yeah? I've come to tell you that them engines... Them engines is... Them engines has gone to war. Hello? Hello? Green thinks he's in Switzerland. Yes. Hmm. Calling down the Matterhorn. Willie Rogers in the 18th century. Let's present Bill Green calling down the Matterhorn. Hey, that's something we haven't done for a long time. Bob and Ray is there. Today we join Bob and Ray on their historic expedition to the very peak of the Matterhorn some 28 years ago. The only living Americans who have performed this feat. June 4th, 1702. Crumlift Hill. Bob and Ray is there. I'm speaking to you from my private microphone at a special vantage point and describing this terrific battle which is about to take place. Napoleon and his French army are now coming out from the left goal post. They will defend the goals who are left. They're wearing red and black uniforms. To our right, the British. And they are teamed up with the Hazards that have been imported from India. I say, do you have a couple of teals, Scout? Not right now, no. Uh, the British is able to defend the goal to our right. Oh, all right. In the middle is all of Europe, the prize. Right Boy, this is mighty dramatic. Now we take you to Windsor Castle, where Queen Victoria will say just two words. <laughs> Drop dead. No, that couldn't have been the point. Huh? That, that was the studio we, we plugged in on by mistake. Oh. Well, anyway, Bob and Ray is there. Was. Oh. He was there. That's right. 
Bob and Ray was there. That was 1702, June 4th, the Battle of Crumley. And look at us now, just as good as ever. And you all know that Maximilian went on from there and did everything. Sure. And that's the end of our story for today. Now it's time for science. We're going to talk to kids about... Huh? Music. What do you mean, music? We schedule music for exactly eight minutes after one. Oh, you'll have to strap me in the chair if those two fellows are going to play music. I'll tell you that right now. I'll buckle these straps around here. I'll I'll, I'll take you from the Choo-choo, choo-choo. Choo-choo. Oh. It makes noises like that. 
And uh, that's how it got its name, is Choo Choo. But it ain't really, and it don't do no chewing that I know of. No. Thank you, Uncle Ray. Okay. What about Henry Bessemer, though? Yeah. He invented, uh, boys and girls, the the furnace that we now use to melt uh, steel ingots. And uh, they have a little steel ingots, you know. We melt them down and make them into little things all around your house. I thought she was in the movies, Uncle Ray. Who? Oh. Ingot Bergman. That isn't right now, Junior. <laughs> Touch easy. Next question, please, Junior. Uh, I had a question already here, but I don't know whether it's apropos or not. Maybe it's just inconsequential, Uncle Ray. Well, go right ahead and ask it, Junior. I'll try. It's circumstantial. Okay, go right ahead. And will you please ask the question, Junior, please? Hmm? Do the steel furnaces go choo-choo? No, they don't. No, steel furnaces don't do any choo-choo. Stay on mic, Uncle Ray, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, they don't do any choo-chooing at all. Okay. Any other Might if I have another choo-choo of that tobacco? Please, now, Junior. I finished my cigar, though. I promised your mother that I wouldn't give you any more tobacco to chew. Okay, then. You can have a little stuff. Oh, that's okay. Just before supper. All right. Just now, a little, have a few little questions? Just like, a little pitch. Right like here. trolley cars, anything? What is a trolley car? What is a trolley car? I don't know that one. I'll look it up, and I'll try to have that answer tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and good night. Goodbye, everybody. Good night, kids. Good night. Keep sparked. Night. Remember, only brilliance pays off in this world. And keep your eyes open, because the grown-ups will slap you around sometimes. I'd like to talk to you about that, protecting yourself from adult monsters. Uh, kick them right in the shed. The, the first sign that uh, they're mad at you. I have a question, Uncle Ray. Throw a heavy rock or something quite substantial. My, teacher, cause my teacher at school says that I should not throw heavy rocks at her. What do you suggest, side perplexed? Well, she's probably right there. I wouldn't throw heavy rocks. She is right there. Now, another question. Should I take a bead blower to school? Sure, absolutely. Any child that doesn't take a bead blower to school ain't worth nothing. Okay. He ain't worth nothing. Thanks very much. Okay, Jimmy. Don't think I have any more questions. Okay. Fine, I'll have some of this stuff, Uncle Ray. Yes, please. Here it is. Good. Boy, I feel good again. How do you feel? Good. Well, I think we've covered the children's forum for that thoroughly, don't you? I have a little song here that I'd like to do in answer to a good many thousands. Request. Before you sing, sir, give us your name and serial number. Crumlip. I don't have a serial number anymore. You mean you mean you're underage to be in this realm? Oh no, no, I'm I'm uh, You okay. can't be in the service of King Raymond unless you have a serial number, young man. Well, I don't have one. I believe you lied about your age. I believe I did. All right, Hazar, take him away. Okay. Can I help him? Stop before I do that. Okay, Junior. <laughs> uh, you want to vamp until we're ready to start? Here he is, friends. Bob Elliott singing. Well, no, wait, wait, let's have a... Wait a minute. Hold it. Let's have a more auspicious introduction, please. Bob Elliott displays now his grand voice virtuosity as he great places and sings them so that you can understand every word. That's better. Now...
five is one fifty. Will you hold this cigarette, please? Head, please. How many more commercials do we have? Uh, I'll check and see. Uh, not so many. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Amazing how few we have at that. <laughs> We don't have very many, do we? No, we don't, Bob. We've had one, and we've only got four more to go. But I've got news for you. You better sing. Or I oh, yes. Yeah, or I, I won't allow you to sing on the program. I lost my place. Right ahead. Far away places for strange holidays. Far away over the sea. Then far away places for strange holidays. And I call it, call it me. I'm going to China, maybe Sam. I want to see for myself. Those faraway places with great southern days. I've been reading about it in a book that I took from Shell. I start getting wrestlers whenever I hear the whistle of a train. I pray for the I get on their way and look for them castles in Spain. They call me a dreamer, or well, maybe I am, but I know I'm burning the sea. They're far away places with strange southern days that I call it, call it me. They're far away places, call it, call it me. That song. Did you notice that Von Monroe ending on there? Yeah, very classical ending. Huh? Sounded like the end of a Paramount movie. Yes, it did. As, as a matter of fact, that you call it to my attention. Now it's time for a commercial, I presume. Hmm? Probably by transcription. Yes, it is, Bob. Nothing else. Ladies, do you want to get more for your money the next time you buy a wash day soap? you want to get the best buy of all leading wash day soaps? Then get new improved Soapine, the wash day wonder soap. Yes, Soapine? Yes, Soapine at the new low price is the best buy of all leading wash day soaps. Soapine's way out ahead when it comes to getting your wash clean, too. In actual laboratory tests, new improved Soapine washed clothes cleanest, whitest, brightest, and fastest of all leading wash day soaps tested. But top performance and low price isn't all you get when you buy Speed. With every single package you buy, you get a lovely free gift. A valuable practical gift that costs you absolutely nothing. So ask for and reach for new improved Soapine in the big red, white, and blue box at your grocer's today. Remember, you get more for your money when you buy Soapine, the best buy of all leading wash day soaps. I am now broadcasting to you, friends, from my laboratory, where I am about to conduct an experiment. I'm going to put my head into a pail and uh, see if uh, my words will come back to me, and if they do, at uh, the time interval elapsing between the conclusion of my word and the time it comes back to me. And uh, I'm going to start any minute now. 
And uh, I expect that pretty soon I'll be able to hear some words I'm saying come back to me. And, uh, uh, I'm going to put my head into the pail now and see what happens. Now I'm in the pail. And I can't hear, I don't believe this experiment will work. Uh, work? Yes, uh. I believe, uh, I believe I am hearing a few words come back to me now. I'll ask myself a few questions. First of all, what's your name? The, uh, I'm going to ask myself a few questions and see if I get any kind of an answer. First of all, what's my name? No. I return you to Boston. That was uh, too far away. Yes, the quality wasn't too good. I went out into the control room to hear that. And how does it sound? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> well, look, Mr. Burke has bought a minute of time here, I believe. And uh, I think we should give it to him right now. All right, Thank you. Select your own weather for office, bedroom, or living room with the sensational new 1949 Philco Room Air Conditioner. Cools in the summer, ventilates in the winter. A Philco Air Conditioner gives you real air conditioning, the same as you get in the finest theaters and restaurants. It not only cools, dehumidifies, and circulates the air, but it also brings in filtered fresh air from the outside and removes the stale indoor air. Philco air conditioners are quiet, vibrationless, and efficient. Can be easily installed. No plumbing, piping, or special wiring is required. For a limited time only, the air conditioning division of the House of Television is making an amazing offer to introduce Philco air conditioning for every home and office. They will make an air conditioning survey of your home or office free without any obligation. Usually, this survey costs $5. Either write to Bob or Ray, WHCH, call Richmond 20723, or visit the House of Television, and an appointment will be made for your free Philco air conditioning survey in your home or office. See the Philco air conditioner in operation at the House of Television, 172 Cambridge Street, Boston. Say, you know, you spend money to keep your house warm in the winter. You ought to spend a few cents in the summer to keep it cool. I think that makes sense. Now, if you'd like some information on that, drop a penny. Want to get a check on it? On what? Well, that makes sense. It does. Oh, it does. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to drop a penny postcard to me here at uh, WHDH for more information on the free Philco air conditioning service for your home or office. Think it over, will you please? And if you would be interested... Drop a card to either Bob or myself. And now our amazing predictions of things to happen. July 8th. July 8th, 1953. Looking up in our prediction calendar, we discover that nothing will happen. Oh, it will be hot on July.
July 1953. August 25th, 1958. What? August 25th, 1958. Can you hear me? Come in, please. Over. September 4th, 1924. Hey, this is I, I can't make contact with you. Voice of the great unknown. I say voice of the great unknown. It will be I'm afraid we will have to break contact with this voice which we had expected to give us a great deal of helpful information. Uh, the consensus in our prediction is that it will be war. And that isn't going to help matters, and he doesn't make anything cooler today. How about a nice afternoon at the beach today, Gould? Not for me. Hmm? Not for me. I'd like to go down and go for a swim. No, sir, not in my pink condition. I am in the pink of condition, and this case it's not good. <clears throat> but uh, uh, inasmuch as I am here addressing this fine group of men, I don't think it's one bit too early to consider snow removal and its many problems that will be coming along this winter. Uh, earlier, uh, when I appeared before this group, I uh, made the prediction that this summer would see... Plenty of heat. And I make the prediction today in the next winter, we will have snow and more snow. Rain and warmer. And I also feel that we should make adequate preparations now to uh, remove the snow this winter. There will be no snow this winter. Can you hear me up in the back? No. Uh, no getting around it. The traveling dependability. What's going on here? Not a thing. I don't. Can you hear me in the back of the hall? Yes, very clearly. No getting around it. The traveling dependability. You can't beat your New Haven Railroad. Day in, day out, in any weather, New Haven operates in regular schedules that take you to Cape Cod or to New York in cool, air-conditioned comfort. And just in time for your vacation, New Haven schedules have been speeded up. By train, you spend less time traveling. Enjoy more time at your vacation spot. Sit back in relaxing pleasure as your New Haven Railroad takes you swiftly, safely, dependably, wherever you want to go. Want a trip like that, free from traffic troubles and highway hazards, make your vacation a better one? Remember, New Haven trains to New York and other points Leave South Station and Back Bay throughout the day. Pick the one that suits you best. And let New Haven Railroad be your safe and safe way to vacation pleasure. I thank you. Now here's Kenneville, our men of music, with their arrangement of always true to you. Those horses would get my passion through you.
says, for a great evening of fun and sport, go Greyhound Racing tonight at Wonderland Revere. You'll see ten great races, five Good of them. Good evening, We're speaking to you from the mohair room of the beautiful Akimbo Arms Hotel, where we're dancing to the music of Ray Goulding and his orchestra. With the world's fastest greyhounds in action. Here are the entries for tonight's great ninth race. First is the orchestra with... Nina J. I love you. Rural Streak. Alice Oaks, Twilight Harmony. Never Sunny. Soundstage now. Colorway, Rush Away, and Boston's Mate. Post time, first race, 7.45. The Rachel Daily now holds a hand with himself and sings alone together. The Daily Closing doubles at 7.30. Wonderland Revere is easy to reach from Boston over MTA from Navigation. Or drive off to Wonderland over wide highways. The regulating trio now is begin the begin. Two big floodlighted free parking lots are provided for the convenience of motorists. Tonight, be here to stay, and I'm not leaving. Enjoy a wonderful evening at Wonderland. I'm here now and try to get me away from love life. Our friends, it's been wonderful spending this full hour with you. Our friends, it's been wonderful spending this full hour with you.